When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Now the Jets have all this defensive talent. Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers, and they arguably have a top three running back duo in the NFL. When Aaron Rodgers took that $35 million pay cut a few weeks ago, you knew that something like this was going to happen, and there could be more moves. There are no excuses now for New York. I mean, getting to the playoffs is not enough. People aren't going to expect the Super Bowl more than ever, and I just wonder how they deal with those expectations. They finally got a quarterback. They got a top-flight running back. They got a great group of wide receivers. But what if the Jets can't block anyone? Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Andre Snellings. And, Dre, this is now becoming a recurring theme with the Jets. We heard Robert Sala rip into his offensive line on hard knocks last night. And apparently a joint practice today against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, the Jets... Offensive line just got embarrassed with a 40-year-old quarterback back there. It doesn't matter how fancy your wide receivers look on paper. If you can't keep him upright and healthy, it's going to be a long season for New York. Definitely. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the gem of the offseason, right? The, the, the Jets won the offseason when they brought him in. But in order for it to have a chance of success, yes, the offensive line, the unsung unit that most people, casual fans, don't even really think about so much. They have to be able to protect him because otherwise he's either, A, not going to be able to get the ball to his receivers, or yeah. he's 40 years old. He keeps getting hit. I'm 45. Getting hit doesn't go well once your bones get beyond a certain age. So, so yes, they, they have to get that unit right, uh, as right as they can get it as soon as possible. You know, funny you bring this up. My daughter, I'm 40 also, and my daughter made me carry her around piggyback style for about an hour yesterday, and I was feeling it when I woke up this morning. Yep. Now, I'm not in professional athlete shape, but I understand – the prospect of Rodgers getting hit is not good. Look, if I had a choice, Andre, between having the best group of wide receivers in the league and the best offensive line in the league, I'd rather have the offensive line. Definitely. Because I feel like if you can block, you can take guys, buy time, get guys open, be able to make plays. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you have Randy Moss and Jerry Rice in their primes. If your quarterback is under duress, he's going to make mistakes, and he's also going to get injured. And all of a sudden, the backup's going to be playing, which in this case is Zach Wilson. Trust me, nobody in New York (laughs) wants to see him under center for a start this year. Yeah, I mean, and particularly to your point about the offensive line versus wide receivers, you know, I'm a a, a Bengals fan, so I remember a couple of years ago the question was, do they draft Jamar Chase or do they draft Panay Sewell, the outstanding uh, left tackle? And I was always on Team Chase, but that was because I thought he had a relationship with Joe Burrow and yeah. and, and that that was something that maybe went beyond pick. positions. Yeah. Pick. Guess what? They're still trying to figure out how to block for Joe Burrow. Exactly. And that's where I was going with that. For the yeah. Jets in particular, Aaron Rodgers, you've got a 40-year-old quarterback, but you've also got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He can pass these young guys open 
if yeah. he's got time to do it. Yeah. And so so I, I you're right in a vacuum for these Jets. I would take the greatest offensive line over the greatest defense uh, wide receivers, but they don't have that option at this point. Right now, they kind of have who they have, and yeah. unless they're going to make a trade, they got to make the best of it. Yeah, and it's it's sort of an odd collection of guys who haven't quite panned out yet, like Mackay Becton, who has, I mean, my, it's a mountain of a man, yeah. but can he move his feet and be able to stay in front of guys is the question. Um, and I think Rodgers, now he never played with receivers this good, I could argue, in Green Bay. He never played with a line this bad. Like, they always had good guys blocking for him. I know he kvetched about, oh, you never took a first-round receiver for me. You remember this whole conversation? I think the Packers knew what we're just talking about, which is having a good line in front of Aaron is actually more important than that. Now, Robert Sala went and lit up the offensive line. This was broadcast on Hard Knocks on HBO last night. Take a listen. This is the head coach of the Jets after they got embarrassed at a practice, just ripping them apart. Take a listen. It was our first opportunity to change the stink that's been in this organization for a very long time on the offensive side of the ball. You can have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You can have two $10 million plus receivers. You can have a reigning offensive rookie of the year. You can have all kinds of skill in the running back room. None of it matters until the big boys up front change who the we are. We, as coaches, we as an organization, can't want it more than you. And I'm watching that tape all night last night, trying to find something to show that we're changing, and it didn't show. Hard Knocks training camp with the Jets right now is streaming on Max. That is some serious coach talk, right? We've all been there if you've ever played football before, huh? Yeah, and um, for those that don't know, the the tape wasn't skipping. They, like they, they had to bleep. Quite a bit in that little tirade, and that's why there were so many spots in there because yeah. he was letting them have it. And, yeah, we've all had those coaches that let us have it like that. He just did it in front of the entire world on hard knocks and not just in the locker room. Uh, Andre, it doesn't. he could scream it from the rooftops on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPNU, ESPN Radio. <laughs> It's not going to make their offensive line any bigger, and it's not going to make them any tougher. And it seemed to me, just sort of watching that episode and seeing and digging into a little bit of what's wrong here, a lot of blocking is effort. A lot of it is just having the right mindset. I think what Robert Sala is so angry about there isn't that the players aren't talented enough. It's that they're not bringing the right attitude to the game every week, and that's going to be a huge problem let alone they play against some team in a practice when they actually take on the Buffalo Bills and that Von Miller guy <laughs> yeah. who might be out might there on September 11th. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> on September 11th at that. Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Blocking is about effort. It's also about unity and reps. And earlier when, when you were talking about Makai Becton, you were saying kind of some of the biggest question marks is he's a mountain, but can he move his feet? The other big question mark is, can he get on the field? Like, yeah. he's played, what, two games in the last two years or, or something like that? And if you look at their depth chart, so Makai Becton was a first-round draft pick. Elijah Vera Tucker was a first-round draft pick at guard a couple years ago. But if you look at their current depth chart, you're seeing guys like Billy Turner and Max Mitchell. The backups are listed as their starters at tackle because Makai Becton and Dwayne Brown, the other tackle, is injured. So... You know, there. yes, they, there are 
questions about effort and how how did uh, the coach just put it? Um, uh, nothing they do matter. They got to change the stink, and nothing matters until the big boys up front change uh-huh. who we are. Uh-huh. But they also have to be healthy and uh, able to put in the reps to become yeah. that cohesive unit. I mean, Aaron, a couple of years ago or ten years ago, might have been able to. Patrick yeah, he had wheels. You, yeah. you know, right. He he had some wheels and he could at this point in his career, I don't think so. And at this point in his career, the hits are going to take a greater toll. So I think now this is the biggest issue. This is the biggest question when it comes to the New York Jets. Robert Sala again was asked today about how the offensive line looked. He he was <laughs> asked the question, he did not have a long answer. Take a listen. I was with the defense the entire day today, so I'll, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch up on tape. Uh, let's go to the Andre Snelling's decoder. Andre, what did Robert Sala really say there? He said, my unit stunk, so don't ask me about it. Like, if you're the head coach, you can't use the I'm been it and I ain't in it. Like, like You have to at least have paid attention to it. So for him to be like, oh, yeah, I, I ain't even see them. I was looking to the left. Yeah. yeah, that that speaks volumes about what he actually saw when he looked to the right. Offensive line, pff, I was, you know, I was with the defense. Today, right, you know, um, it is a little bit of a bad look that uh, for Sala. Tell me if you agree with this. Okay. He's a defensive coach. Okay, mm-hmm. he came from the 49ers where he was, you know, the angry guy running around on the sidelines, firing up the Niner defense. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a bad look for him to be like, our defense is fine. Like it's sort of this, like this isn't on me. Right, pack it. O-line, like, that's your responsibility. No, dude, when you're the head coach, you take responsibility for everything. Yeah. Right. Which is why this whole I was focused on the defense thing to me just doesn't. It's funny and we could laugh about it. But if I'm a Jet fan and the line starts to falter, it will partially be on Robert Sala, whether he wants to acknowledge that or not. Definitely. And I mean, especially with the Jets and the offseason they've had. All eyes followed Aaron Rodgers, so all eyes are on them. There's a reason why they're the one that the show is about. But more than that, you know, you mentioned Hackett. It wasn't too long ago that a head coach on another team yeah. was calling out how horrible of a job Hackett did last year, yeah. and Sala and Rodgers had to defend him. Huh. So, you know, he, he's going to be judged on it. He's in the middle of it. Maybe he should go with the Belichick, you know, one-word answer to yeah. try to defuse things because yep. – Right now, it's not looking great. I've had a hunch that the Jets were going to be a disaster. Mm. And as I watch them try to block and I watch hard knocks, I know there are people that still think they might be going to the Super Bowl, and they certainly have made all the offseason headlines. I am sticking with my prediction that this is going to be abject failure in New York. And I'm sorry for the Jet fans, but... For Aaron Rodgers, I'm not I'm not rooting for Aaron Rodgers. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Andre Snelling. So we know the Jets' weakness is their offensive line. It's time for us to play a game of biggest flaw when it comes to 2023 NFL playoff contenders. And we bring in the producer of Canty and Carlin, Shannon Penn. What's up, Shannon? All right. So essentially, whoa, boy. All right, essentially, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Eric. Wow. Hey, oh, so I'm going to give you an NFL team. And easy enough, you got to tell me what you think their biggest flaw is for these Super Bowl playoff All contenders. Right. Okay. Got right. We got to start at the top. Aaron, I will start with you. The Kansas City Chiefs. What's the biggest flaw for the Kansas City Chiefs? A lot of people would say defensive questions. I think they always figure it out on that side of the ball. They have a really good coordinator. 
I think that group of wide receivers, I mean, Travis Kelsey is a really good player, maybe the best player ever at his position, but Mahomes is used to playing with, I mean, at least Juju Smith-Schuster, if not Tyreek Hill. And right now it's Marquez Valdez-Scandling and Kadarius Tony, who's always hurt. I kind of wonder about that wide receiver group. What do you think, Andre? Yeah, I could go with you on that. I mean, the, the Chiefs are scary. They're the defending champions. They're the best for a reason. But Travis Kelsey is a necessary ingredient, as necessary almost in his own way as Mahomes is. And he's been healthy every year for however long. So he's been there, and if they get that again, then there's no problem. But if you take him away, and yeah, you know, you have to depend on Valdez Scantling every week or for Sky Moore to to hit the the, the hype ceiling, then yeah, the, the Chiefs, even with Mahomes at quarterback, would, would, would have some major question marks about trying to defend. I'm waiting for Kelsey to be like the next Avenger or something. I mean, that, <laughs> that feels like the direction that his offseason has gone. What do you got, Shannon? All right, I'm curious here for this next team. Dre, we will start with you. Uh-oh. The biggest flaw for your Cincinnati Bengals. Um... Joe Burrow's calf. I mean, like if 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 Burrow when when Burrow went down, the thought that I and I'm sure pretty much every Bengals fan had is, oh my gosh, the season's over. You know, I, I had you know flashes of Achilles injuries, Kevin Durant, all that stuff. Now they say it's minor. They say you know he's already back. I think uh, working out and stuff. So if it's really all good, then I'm all good. But if there's no Joe Burrow, then the Bengals, even though they have some solid backup quarterbacks, there's no championship push without uh, number nine back there. You know, mine is related, Andre. I don't the, – the, this was a non-contact injury, so you can't yes. – but they still haven't totally found the offensive line solution for mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. To me, he still takes a lot of hits. Yeah. And, you know, God bless Trevor Simeon and who, who are the other backups? Browning or yeah. something? There's a Okay, if those guys are playing, the Bengals aren't going anywhere and they need their MVP. I don't know if he's the MVP, but he is definitely their MVP, and that is Joe Burrow. What do you got next, Shannon? All right, Aaron, the next team on the list, the reigning NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. What's the biggest flaw, in your opinion, for the Philadelphia Eagles? <sighs> I mean... I don't know that they have one, right. except to say they have two new coordinators, okay? Uh, Shane Steichen's in Indianapolis. Jonathan Gannon is in Arizona. Their offensive coordinator is really Nick Sirianni, but it's Brian Johnson this year promoted from within. And then their defensive coordinator is a guy named Sean Desai, who came from the Seattle Seahawks. And I think they had some of the best coordinators in all of football last year they had to have because their two guys got poached to be head coaches i'm interested to see how those two positions really get replaced for them andre i can see that i can see that i think for me maybe on a similar energy it's that they created an unstoppable offense particularly at the goal line that's predicated on jalen hurts being a lead physical rusher and so I worry about that on a year-in, year-out basis. Will his body continue to be able to stand up to it, um, that type of physicality? If, if so, then I, I think everything's all good in Philadelphia. I'm, not, I'm like you. I'm not sure they have a weakness. But I just don't like, kind of like we're seeing with Josh Allen and the Bills, I don't like having an offense that has to have their quarterback get hit every time it, they, they want to, to get a touchdown up close. 
All right, Dre, I'm glad you brought up the Buffalo Bills because that's the next team on the list. In your opinion, what's the biggest flaw for the Bills? Um, the relationship between their quarterback and their best wide receiver. Um, the, so, no, actually, I'll say history is the biggest um, issue for the Bills because they're in this market where the Buffalo Bills of the 90s made the Super Bowl every year but lost every year. So it's a team that kind of has built-in pressure already to get to the next level. And now the current iteration of the team feels like they've been a hit away for like two or three years. And in that two or three years, it's gone from the Chiefs to now the Chiefs and the Bengals. And oh, by the way, the AFC is stupid deep with really good teams. I feel like the Bills got to win right now, and that added pressure is probably not a good thing. I mean, I could say the biggest flaw is they play in a really tough division, which yeah. they do. But I think their biggest flaw is their pass rush. Yeah. And I think that really hurt them last year, that they couldn't get to Burrow because I think he was vulnerable potentially in that playoff game. And without Von Miller, it was just a totally different scene. Look, they have some big-name players on defense. Mm-hmm. From Tredavious White to the safeties, Jordan Poyer's really good. Matt Milano is a great player. They have to get after the quarterback if they're going to do anything this year. So I think their pass rush is their biggest issue. Shannon? All right, Aaron, what's the biggest flaw for the Dallas Cowboys? The spotlight is the biggest (laughs) flaw for the Dallas Cowboys. And and beyond that, it's their quarterback, I think. I, I don't pin this on McCarthy as much as I do on Dak Prescott. I do not trust him with two minutes to go down to first and 10 from his own 25-yard line. The reason is I've just seen it happen now in the playoffs for consecutive years with multiple opportunities in these games, and he hadn't been able to move the ball really at all in those situations. So this isn't about a Sunday in October. This is about how the quarterback is going to play in January. Andre? Yeah, no, actually, I I can piggyback that. And and it's – the quarterback, the but maybe it's the perception of, of the quarterback, you know, that Dak Prescott has to break through because we've just got done talking about how the Cowboys as a team have wilted under the, the big spotlight for the last 25 years or so. Um, but Dak Prescott in particular, he's coming off leading the NFL or being among the league leaders in interceptions. And a couple of years before that, he, he led the league in fumbles. And yeah. there's just this perception that – he's not going to be able to produce at the right time. And I think that he's a good quarterback and he's got some weapons this year, but he has to fight through that perception both for himself and for his, of his team that yeah. they can't do it. And sometimes that makes it harder to actually uh, succeed in those circumstances. I mean, people can rip on him for the turnovers. The reality yeah. of it is they got to that game against San Francisco, you know, in spite of the regular season turnovers, they just couldn't deliver in the biggest spot. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Biggest flaw for 2023 NFL playoff contenders. Shannon, who's next? All right, Dre, what's the biggest flaw for the San Francisco 49ers? I mean, it's got to be the quarterback, right? I mean, you know, Brock Purdy obviously came on as Mr. Irrelevant, and he was a wonderful story last season, but... Then he did get injured, and he's got those question marks. They brought in Jimmy G. You know, they they drafted Trey Lance a couple years ago. He's been injured. He hasn't done it yet. So they've got outstanding players in, like, every other position. You know, when we did the top five players in the NFL, they had a running back that made a list. They had an offensive lineman that made a list. They have a defensive lineman that made a list. They're excellent all the way around, but I need to know who's going to be under center and how well they can play. 
I think specifically Trey Lance is the thing that's their flaw because if he was good, this wouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. But because he's not, apparently, and they don't trust him to play preseason games almost, it feels like. Because he's not good, now they need to put Brock Purdy back in there and they need to roll the dice again with him. And I don't know how sustainable that is. And then Sam Darnold is there. The fact that the Lance trade has been such a bust is by far their biggest flaw. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. Thank you to Shannon for going through some teams' biggest flaws. Not to be negative, but I thought it was important to point those out. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Andre Snellings. Up next... Is Lamar Jackson finally going to be fully unleashed this season under his new offensive coordinator? We continue the NFL conversation. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Andre Snellings on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. 
Munkin believes you get the best out of your quarterback when he feels empowered. And that's exactly what Munkin has done for Lamar Jackson. Entering his sixth NFL season, Jackson is having more input on the offense than ever before. Having those players look at Lamar Jackson as someone who has input on what they're going to do offensively, he's clearly the most important and best player for the Baltimore Ravens. Well, Todd Munkin sure got it done for the Georgia Bulldogs, but now we got to see if he can pull off the same caper in the NFL. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount. Combine your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All protection in one place. Bundle and save by going to Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Andre Snellings. And the Ravens' offense is the talk of the AFC North. You know, it sounds good in theory, but from what I've heard, Andre, it hasn't looked so great at practice as Todd Munkin takes over for Greg Roman. This is probably going to take a little bit for everybody to see the new, improved, healthier pocket presence Lamar Jackson. I don't think anybody should expect that all of a sudden Lamar Jackson is going to be Peyton Manning, right? Like back there, uh, you know, statue in the pocket, just, you know, breaking down and, 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 and setting up teams, you know, throwing receivers open. That's not his strength. So play to his, his strengths. You know, the fact that he is arguably the best athlete we've ever seen at quarterback gets his receivers open because defenses have to focus on him. Yep. And so if Munkin is able to come in and take advantage of that yep. and, and and set up schemes that allow uh, Jackson to be who he is to the best that he can be, that can be scary for the rest of the NFL. It can be, but if they're trying to make Lamar Jackson something that he's not, then that's good news for the rest of the NFL. You know, I know he's gotten hurt the last couple of years. He's actually gotten hurt in the pocket, Andre, not mm-hmm. running around. What makes Lamar Jackson so darn good is Lamar Jackson running around. It's the style mm-hmm. of quarterback that he plays. By the way, he makes incredible plays with his arm and with his legs. He's a great regular season quarterback. You could argue he's been the best in the regular season. This side of Patrick Mahomes over the course of the last five years. 14 game winning streaks and an incredible overall record. It's been in the playoffs where things have started to fall apart for him. So they're they're trying to marry Lamar's strengths with Munkin who will hopefully open up some things for Lamar down the field. Jackson addressed this at a press conference recently. What does the new offense look like, Lamar? Actually, I was just on social media, and I seen, like, a couple routes, and I sent it to Coach T. And he was like, he going to relay the message to Coach Munkin. And Coach Munkin liked the play, so he put it in practice. We didn't show it today, but I feel like it would be good for us. So he really is taking Lamar's input here. This mm-hmm. is not one of these... Hi, I'm Mr. West Coast offense. Mm -hmm. You know, either you're going to run what I want you to run or you will be gone. I think Munkin is smart enough to know you can't get away with that. Yeah, definitely. And and Munkin, he's been preaching that he's all about empowering his quarterback. And to your point, Lamar Jackson is probably the best in the world at what he does. So if you're the new coach, the new OC, you have to find out how do you let him be the best that he can be at what he does. And so, you know, uh, allowing Jackson to have more input on the plays and running things that he feels comfortable, that sounds like the formula for getting the most out of what could be the scariest offensive uh, player in the NFL. Canty and Carlin, Aaron Goldhammer, Andre Snellings with you. You know, I, I look at the wide receivers that Lamar has played with. 
he's yet to have a number one wide receiver in his career. And frankly, Andre, I think that that is more the responsibility of the Ravens front office and this giant blind spot that they've had for identifying the right guy. I mean, he made Hollywood Brown pretty good. Yeah. But I would like to see Lamar with a real bona fide number one. I mean, I wouldn't like to see it because I'm in Cleveland and I want the Ravens to stink. But I'd be interested in watching Lamar Jackson if you really unlocked a good receiver. I mean, he he's made Mark Andrews a Pro Bowl level tight end. Uh, but I don't think the receivers that he he's had are near his level. Um, so that's where this Odell question, you know, really mm-hmm. comes in because Odell hadn't been a number one wide receiver since 2017 when Lamar was still in college, <laughs> to be honest with Shots you. Shots fired. Wow. Yeah, I mean, so I, I agree. Obviously, I'm a Bengals fan, so I don't particularly want to see Lamar Jackson uh, unlocked and unleashed the way that he potentially could be. But you have to feel like the moves that the Ravens made to the point you made earlier are more about the postseason than the regular season. Because in the regular season in particular, you have a week to get ready to face this Ravens offense, and there's nobody like Lamar Jackson. So just his threat makes defenses have to change what they want to do, and it lets the Hollywood Browns and the other receivers that he's played with get open. But in the postseason, when teams have some time to focus particularly on the Ravens, they've been able to take away his receivers and make it difficult for him to do what he wants to do. And so you mentioned Odell Beckham Jr., who I always have to shout out. His mom was was a track coach when I was at Georgia Tech. Um, And so I met Odell when he was like three or something like that. But, you know, Zay Flowers might be the name to watch because Uh, from what people are saying, he's dang near uncoverable this preseason. Off to a very good start. And I don't think Odell can stay healthy. I don't question his talent you know Mm -hmm. he went to the rams a couple years ago and i don't know that they win the super bowl without some of the plays that he made he was on track to be the super bowl mvp before he got injured in that game i i don't question the talent (laughs) i just wonder whether he's got the ability to stay healthy for 17 games which i don't think dre i know he's not going to stay healthy for 17 games so it's going to have to come back to some of those rashad bateman's going to have to show up and have an mm. nfl career here they're going to have to effectively run the ball with and without lamar jackson in order for their offense to be really really successful and they play in a really difficult division yeah and they have a really hard schedule so you remember they were eight and four last year when lamar went down they would not have made the playoffs with tyler huntley without lamar leading them to that start and he, for whatever you want to say about his couple of playoff appearances, he's 45 and 16 yeah. as a regular season quarterback. Yeah. You don't get that record without being one of the best players in the whole darn league, which he is. So, you know, if I was a Ravens fan, I just wouldn't want Todd Munkin to be out, out here changing all of that. You know, mm-hmm. I would want to make sure that he's still letting Lamar do the things that make him one of the most unique and special quarterbacks who have ever played the position. <laughs> Dare I say, let Lamar cook? <laughs> I don't know if, if that phrase has the meaning it had a couple years ago when we were letting Russ cook, and, and that hasn't quite yeah. panned out the way we would hope. So but, I, I want the Browns to do well, and you're a big Bengals fan. Yeah. Todd Munkin, change everything. About <laughs> this is not a good formula. You got to tell them never run again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the Ravens, I look at their offensive depth chart. You know, they have a good offensive line. They have a great tight end. On paper now, they've got several uh, top receiving options, and they've got Lamar Jackson, the quarterback. So it is not 
a game that I'm looking forward to as a Bengals fan, and it's hard to see this not working uh, unless something major goes wrong. All right, coming up next, should I resign from fantasy football forever? (laughs) We talk fantasy with one of our fantasy experts, Andre Snellings, Canty, and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, and Andre, we're in for the guys on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Shout out to everybody on our fantasy crew. We had a fantasy football marathon this week. ESPN Fantasy Football, you already know, number one fantasy game in the United States, number one fantasy app in the world. It's completely free. It's easier to join than ever. Sign up, ESPN.com slash FFL, or in the ESPN Fantasy app. I think the stat, Andre Snellings, I'm Aaron Goldhammer in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Every month... The ESPN app is the number one sports app in the world, except for the month of September when (laughs) the fantasy app is the number one sports app in the world. So we dominate when it comes to fantasy football. Now, you're part of this marathon and, you know, I'm seeing Field Yates and and all the guys are on and they're making their picks and they're first things first, Andre, you're the expert. I'm just asking questions over here. Let's hear it. What is the ideal date? for your fantasy football draft. Because to me, today is August 16th, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to create your league and get everything coordinated, it's time for that. This is far too early to have a fantasy draft, though, because there are a lot of injuries and all kinds of things are going to happen between now and the season starting on September 7th. So give me the ideal date for your fantasy football draft. Yeah, for me, I'm looking at after this week, because this is uh, week three of the preseason, right? So... After this week, we're probably not going to see too many more starters playing a lot. So if there was a starting uh, starting gun, think of a, a race. The starting gun, I would say, is around August 21st, 22nd. Uh-huh. And, and anywhere over the next week to 10 days is yep. ideal because after that you start getting a little too close to the season and you want to have a, a few days to set your roster and maybe think about making some trades before the season starts. I disagree with you on this. Okay. And you might think I'm nuts. I think September 7th is the perfect day for the draft. Okay. I, I like t- one of two ideas. One idea is to do it at about mm, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock Eastern time. Mm-hmm. And then you have every – by the way, the virtual draft thing. I know that people are all over the country and people are busy and so they have to do it. But really, people get together again. You know, the <laughs> pandemic is over. Like get every – everybody can have their laptop and their iPad fine. 
get to a bar, get to a place, be in the same place with each other, and then watch the Lions and the Chiefs after the fantasy draft so that already some of the guys, the smack talk can start already. You see what I'm saying? Like, you go draft and you go right into the start of the season. Like, boom. The other idea is to do it during that game. Oh, Because I always think it's funny if someone random ends up having a good game. Well, you can draft that guy, but that guy's going to have a good week one for you. But I don't know if he's going to have a great season for you. So it's an interesting little tease that sometimes you get messed up because you end up overdrafting a guy (laughs) because he's having a good game in the Lions and the Chiefs. Give me your thought on those two ideas. Yeah, so here's the thing. The real answer is there's no bad time to have a fantasy football draft. Um what you're talking about drafting day of or you know even during the game i've done that you know a, a lot of my leagues do that but it's there's there's no time for build up is this the fantasy draft is ah. the biggest day of the season and you you ramp up to it and then yeah. the nfl uh, season t- kicking off is another biggest game of the season. So you can have multiple humps of, yep. wow, I'm really hyped. If you yep. try to combine, the more you combine them, it, yep. it's like if your birthday is the same day as Christmas. You just, yeah. you, you, you miss uh, out on another set of games. Interesting, interesting. And I, now the other thing is because I've seen these leagues where like the commissioner will write a full league preview. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, give, like, give, like it's like the, uh, the Phil Steele magazine of mm-hmm. your fantasy football league, if you know what that is. The, mm-hmm. the, the ES. ESPN.com, you know, creme de la creme preview. And I kind of like that idea. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Now, I am a staunch believer in something, and you might have an issue with me on this, but I just, every year I die on this hill, and every year people (laughs) argue with me. I think that full point PPR is nonsense. (laughs) Let me explain to you why. You complete a pass for negative yards. That's a bad play. You're going backwards. You gain points for completing a pass for negative yards. Like if a throw for negative one would get you plus .9 just because the guy caught the ball, well, you lost yards. So explain to me what is the idea behind giving somebody a point just because they caught a pass, even though sometimes <laughs> catching a pass is actually worse for his team. Well, allow me to retort. Um the, the PPR phenomenon, I think, came about because used to running backs dominated fantasy sports for fantasy football. You, you, your first 20 picks might all be running backs. Right. And so you needed to have something that was going to help that be equivalent, especially for wide receivers. You wanted to add value there. So you had to have a point every time they received the ball in order to make it so you might take some first round receivers, not just all running backs. Yeah. The way that the NFL is evolving you can make the argument maybe you should change that because now Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and are are are, are the, the a lot of the first round picks and the right. running backs are They're more first, questionable. Now, now I see receivers going number one mm-hmm. in part because of committees that mm-hmm. running back has become. Yeah, and but, in part in part because of uh, you know which I could argue maybe you should take the Niners running back and mm-hmm. then. You get all of the Niners running backs, not just, you know, <laughs> the one guy and then he gets hurt and you didn't handcuff him. And so then there's the race to the waiver wire for the backup guy, yeah. which that always drives everybody crazy. But I just think a whole point, PPO, what that does is then running backs that catch the ball out of the backfield, even though they might not be as good as, let's say, Nick Chubb, 
they're higher valued because they rack up a bunch of these garbage PPR points. Maybe that reflects reality. You know, the league's about catches, receptions these days. Well, Nick Chubb's the best running back in football, though. Up next, are the Chiefs too dependent on Mahomes and Kelsey? We discuss on Canty and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.